On today's Restomp Podcast, we'll review the game against Sydney on the weekend. I don't know, was it disappointing or not? We'll ask the Chief what he thinks. It was a pretty decent effort in the end, I think, from the boys. The effort was there. Anyway, enough from me. Let's get to the Chief right after we start wearing purple with Goggle Bordello. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Welcome to the Restump Podcast. My name is Brett Jojo McDonald, joined by a man who trusted me to give him a personal reference today. That is Greg the Chief Dwyer. Yes. Hello, Jojo. Could be a big mistake. Uh, you charged me 500 bucks, so it better not be. So, that, <laughs> <laughs> no, me, that. Uh, you should have chosen someone who didn't know you. That would have been a better idea. That would have been better. That's a, that's a very good point. Um, you can tell me that now. Why don't you tell me before you did it? <laughs> so, hey, before we go on, Jojo, you fixing mm. this audio? Our audio was rubbish on the weekend. I listened to the first couple of minutes to see if you'd fixed it. You didn't fix it, and it sounded like you're in bloody one of Osama bin Laden's caves. You're recording from. <laughs> you're I've, not been, I've not been great lately, have I? Terrible. Yeah. It's been horrendous. So, right. have you fixed it? You did your your um. Well, yeah. Tutorials. I, I, I had to. It was a bit of a makeshift setup last week, but I'm back in my normal spot. So hopefully. It's kind of back to normal, if normal's good. I don't, but <laughs> I don't even know. You've stuffed it up the last four weeks. That's yeah, normal. I know. No, I've got, I've got some work to do for sure. Come on, man. Lift. Mate, the, the Dockers packed up their season a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I think I might have followed in, <laughs> followed in kind. <laughs> I think we both have, haven't we? You know, um, we had to get through. Well, if you weren't sure that they'd packed it up, they they well and truly have now. The news today with Sean Darcy, he won't be um, continuing on this season, put away for surgery. Nat Fife, whether you thought he might come back or not, I'm not sure, but he's been put away for surgery. As well as a finger. He's got to have an operation on a finger, a pre-existing finger injury, so he'll be on the operating table all off-season by the sounds of it. A finger? There's not too many positives to come out, <laughs> come, come away with the game, is there? Like, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. It, uh, but what's he done? A finger? What's a surfing injury or something? I don't what's know. He, he he I, I don't know. I just saw that he had to have finger surgery. Oh, okay. Where's he been putting his finger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I know. We say it every time you talk about Nat Fife, but yeah, he he must get hurt when he gets out of bed. Like he's hurt all the time. Yeah, it's a, years of crash and bash, Jojo. It's got to take its toll on your body, doesn't it? But um, don't, I'm not writing him off. He'll be back. I know yeah. you're not writing him off. You've got pains to say it, but like. How can anyone have any reasonable expectation this guy's going to play an extended run of footy? Yeah, I know it's pretty, it's pretty tough. But but I mean, the reality is he's here for another two years. Um, he'll play some level of footy, and uh, we're better at team when he's when, when he's in the team most times. So I'm uh, I'm okay with it. I know we've gone over this a million times, but you, you just I've written off too many top line players. I'm not falling for it again. So, Tom Hawkins, I wrote off Tom Hawkins, I wrote off Taylor Walker. Um, they couldn't even pick the ball up when I wrote them off. So, I'm not doing it again. So, um, The game on the weekend, looked after we were kind of we were positive to start. You know, we were really taking it to them. We got off to an early lead. 
which is great. Like, you don't usually say that about a Fremantle first quarter. Mm. But about 10 minutes in, I don't know what happened. At the ground, and I'm, I'm bothered to watch the replay because I don't, don't want to watch that again. But it seemed like we just gave away a plethora of just like really soft, easy goals off turnover and, and out of the centre. Like we, we, it's like we weren't even there for a minute. Yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? I mean, to start the game, like we, we got off to an absolute flyer. We had, um, I think it was two inside 50s, 18 possessions, and we kicked one goal one before the Swans had even touched the ball. So yeah. we were flying. And then 12 minutes, 16 minutes later, the game was over. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was like we were, we were four or five goals down, and you're just like, what just happened? How do we, how do we just let that happen? It's this four, this first quarter course, uh, first quarter curse. Something about it. But, and what was it? It was five unanswered goals, wasn't it? Mm, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, we've we've gone back. Start, these runs, we were getting hammered by these runs early on in our kind of restumping process. Yeah. We we seem to be able to fix the problem for a little bit. Yeah. But it's come back in a big way, hasn't it? It really I mean, has, we, hasn't it? When scores, when teams get on a roll, they really make us feel it. No, that's right. And I mean, we won the first two centre clearances. And then that, that following that, that five goal, you know, run that they put on, we went minus, uh, minus, we went one six in the clearances. So we just mm. completely fell away there. And then that probably stems, sets off everywhere. We probably fall away everywhere if you're not uh, getting it done in the middle. So, but I just don't, I just don't, I cannot, I know Swans have got a good mid, midfield, but. I mean, we got Brayshaw, we had Sarong back, we had Omira in there. I don't know. I don't know, Jojo. Well, they kind of got us both ways, didn't they? I mean, they outscored us on um, on turnover and then they absolutely yep. smashed us um, outscoring us from centre clearance, mm. which has been been probably the major issue. Yeah. Not probably. Definitely has been the major issue for us all season. Um, what are the talking points? So I'm recording two worlds because if we if we do get the centre clearance done, we they get kill us on the spread, so we don't get a clean um, clearance out. So it's yeah, it's it's there's a, there's a piece missing. There's a maybe it's a lack of grunt or something. I'm not sure. Or a lack of I don't know aggression or something in there. But there's a, something lacking, isn't there? Well, one of the main talking points to come out of the game is people having a crack at Alex Pierce, his captaincy, his leadership, um, JL, the coach, talking about whether he's got it. Like, mm. you know, do we need to have a crack at Damien Hardwick? So, you know, attention's turned to the top of the tree, the captain and the coach. Yep. Talk about the captain first. I mean, he's really struggling, struggling, I think, even personally for form. When you... I'm not going to say Buddy tailed him up, but Buddy definitely got the better of him. And a, a guy that's in his last season... Probably playing almost on one leg at a point. Yeah. He um he killed him. I thought, didn't he? I kind of thought so too. But then again, then I think, hang on, it's Buddy. Buddy, like you know, they can still do it in pieces to the very end. But I, and I'm probably being, being, trying to be kind to Alex Pierce. But oh, I just, oh, you're right. He, I, as, but as he much, was taking contested mark. He doesn't know, take he contested does, he mark. He's thirty six. He's thirty six years old. Alex yep. Pierce, you would say, is in the prime of his career. Yeah. And Buddy kind of did whatever he wanted. Tell me this, Jojo. If 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 Alex Pierce receives a free kick, 
and there's not an attached 50 meter penalty to it. Is it an advantage for us? <laughs> well, it stood out like anything on the weekend to have Pierce, Hamling, Wagner, yeah. and Hughes. Yeah. Guys that, if we're being brutally honest, you probably don't want ball in hand too much. No, you don't. But you got f- four of them there. It's it's pretty hard to to see that backline working. Yeah, it is. But uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a makeshift one at the moment till Cox comes back and um, Brandon Walker. So, but at the same time, this isn't this isn't a problem since they've left. Yeah, they, they- Can I ask you this? Do you reckon um, that um, Nathan Wilson's not in the team? Yep. And out of, out of contract at the end of the season. It's hard to imagine there's not a spot for him in that back seven. Do you reckon the fact that he's not being selected probably leads us to believe that he's not going to be given a new contract for next season? You'd have to think so. I mean, they, they, I mean, they brought Wagner over. They're trying him out, I guess. Um, but when, when Walker went down, you would have thought that would have been the time. To um, to make the change, but I think you're right. I, I think it, it probably has to tell you that uh, he's he's done. He's not getting another another contract. Feels like I've done that. It kind of does. I just think that I don't know, and, and maybe like we are just you know season's done, it's yeah. finished. But we would have been a better team had Nathan Wilson been in the team on the weekend. I reckon. Yeah, probably, probably. Nathan Wilson's not the greatest kicker either. No, he's not. Yeah, but he he gives you a little bit more than gives you a bit um, more run, maybe. Or yeah, no, and he's you know he's plugged away down at Peel. He kind of deserves an opportunity if he's going to be continuing on. Yeah. And the other thing is, why couldn't we find Young and um, Jordan Clark a bit more with the footy? Yes. Do you know what? It's funny you say that because I thought I thought Jordan Clark's game was good. Right. He had sixteen touches. Nine of them were contested. That's not what we want him to do or what we need him to do. If he's getting – I mean, maybe that was his role that the coach said. Maybe – I don't know. Was he on Papley, who, whoever he was on? So yeah, maybe, he played – oh, he played on Papley for a good deal. Okay, so maybe that was his role. But as you, we mentioned in the in the preview pod, if he goes to a Papley or does something like that, then we lose his run and we lose what – you know, his expertise and, and what he what he gives us the most and what, what – you know. So, oh, yeah, I'm with you. We, we did not – Maybe that was a circumstance because of Jordan Clark, but yeah, Young didn't. Uh, we didn't. I mean, he still got his twenty touches, but we didn't feed him the ball on the run. You know, it's like we just needed the those guys to have the footy ball in hand as we were exiting yep. defensive fifty more. Yeah, like, like okay, yeah. I mean, um, they left. Uh, I mean, without doing that, then it it, it, it uh, played into the problem of having Pierce and you know Hughes and um, and Hamlin kick it, as we were just saying. So it just doesn't make sense that we wouldn't try and isolate them and and um, and feeding them the ball. Do you have any issue with JL's coaching? I mean, let's not just isolate it to this game. Let's take it on a year on balance because you don't want to judge someone on a game that doesn't, well, in all in all reality, yep. didn't matter. Essentially, matter. Are we happy with him? I- I'm. I probably don't. Me personally, I probably don't know enough about the intricacies of coaching and the moves to, to really make a, make that call. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on you know coaching. You've done more coaching um, than than I mean I haven't done any. You've done coaching. I haven't. I'm I'm okay with him. I'm okay because I don't think he can do what you did the, the first couple of years you were here, and then suddenly be without talent. 
Yeah. But that's only a that's a wider perspective, a wider picture. What what what's your assessment? No, I still I'm still right behind him. I think he's the he's the man to continue on. Yes. But the jungle drums are well and truly beating. I thought that you know they'd kind of hold off until next year and he'll get get a bit more of an opportunity. But mm. the, I don't know. It, you, you look through social media, you look through the paper, like there's articles being read. Like they're they're starting to come for him. Yeah, they are. And you know, you know look, you know, as we know, the the the, the buck stops at the co- with the coach at the top. So our postseason, um, post buy season's been horrendous. So I mean, he's got to cop the heat. The heat has to come. I just think it's. I think he doesn't do himself any favors in his press conferences. He just rolls out the same stuff, and he's got that mm. sort of monotone. You know, there's not a there's not a lot of change in in his press conference or his manner or his. You know, and I don't know whether that helps or hinders him in terms of how he's viewed. I reckon it massively hurts his perception. Yeah, because. People look at, you know, coaches like Craig McRae, um, you know, even Ross Lyon gives an entertaining press conference. And then you think like, okay, so this is how he speaks when someone's questioning him and how he addresses the room. Yeah. So then you kind of think to yourself, well, how would he address the players? The players. How how would he talk to his players? Yeah. And then so if you're thinking about JL and like, oh, he's talking in that kind of same same tone voice Mm. to the player, is is anyone listening? Yeah. That's that's a good point. Because you do – not tune out, but but it does become a bit monotonous, doesn't it? A bit, um, yeah. yeah. But again, that's that's fingernail deep analysis. It's not yeah, how it's right. not how it's not how it works. No, but I mean no. that we're talking about perception and and the things that kind of hurt him. I, I think you're right. I think he the way he speaks publicly does kind of hurt him a little bit. There's not too much, um, I don't know, change in expression or I don't even I don't even know. Like maybe he just needs some upward inflection on a few words to make <laughs> yeah. him sound more po- more yeah. positive than what they are. Or I know. I know you're in a bit of a we're in a bit of a predicament where you can't really have a crack at anyone from the coach's perspective. But do it. Throw something back at the journal. You know, maybe maybe he's not that type of guy. Maybe he's just calm. You know, reserved. And um, but he's got to do something in there to liven it up and and um, get on the front foot. So. Yeah. Somewhere else where we need livening up is in the centre square and through the whole midfield. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Sarong's had a season to remember. He's mm. he's I reckon he's probably the one docker who can really hold the head high come um Doig Medal Night when he goes up there to collect the yeah. collect the trophy. Yeah. But aside from him, I reckon Andy Brayshaw, although it's not been a horrendous year, he's gonna look back on this year as something that he's probably not altogether too happy with, I think. I I think something's not right with Andy Brayshaw. There's just something I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's mental, physical, I'm not sure. But he's just off his game. Like, he's just off that – I mean, he's putting in good games, but he's. But in terms of that top-end influence that he has, he's just not producing that. And his contested possession – Sarong's got – yeah, Sarong's gone past him in that aspect, hasn't he? He really possession. has. Like, Andy yeah. Brasher was the one winning the hardball last year, and yep. that, that's when he was at his best. Yep. He seems to be not at the contest anymore. No, that's what I was going to say. His contested numbers are off. He's not hitting that contest with that ferocity that he was. Um, and, he, and something I've noticed with him a little bit this year, he's it's like he's angry at opponents. He's going at opponents at times, you know, verbally, and and that wasn't him last year or, the, you know, the year before. So I just 
I, I don't know what it is. And I might be completely wrong, but to me, he's just not the same Andy Brayshaw that was there last year. That said, he's still probably our second best player, but he's just not that absolute top. I mean, he, he was the league MVP. Uh, was it last year? Uh, whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Last year. Yeah, yeah. So his opponents noticed it last year. There's no way he's at that level this year, you know? So, yeah, I don't know, Jeddah. I don't know. Well, uh, the new man coming in, Jago O'Meara, I think he's had his critics and um, mm. those have expected him to become David Mundy, not yep. too. But I think as the season's drawn on, he had a slow start, obviously. I think he's been pretty good. And yeah, even on the weekend, I think he was pretty decent. Like. He's getting, he's cracking in. He's laying tackles. Yep. He's making himself available. I don't think we can ask too much more of Jagger O'Meara. But then, what's the problem there? If he's going well, if Sarong's going well, if Brayshaw's holding his own, well, but I don't know. Is Brayshaw holding his own? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's not. I don't. I, yeah, he's getting numbers, but he, but he's not damaging, is he? At the moment. And then, how, how, how deep do we bat? You know, without Fife there to come in and rotate through, yeah. where yeah. we've got Erasmus coming through, who you know is doing a decent job. Um, yep. We've got Matty Johnson coming through, who at the moment, Go people are giving him a hard time because he's not getting much of the footy and he got subbed off on the weekend. Yep. But it's pretty obvious that they're trying to school him up on playing on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you bring and, in, you're bringing a sweater in, you're bringing a, or James yeah. H wasn't even there um, no. on, on the weekend. The, we've got no depth. No. But they're building it out. But I, just, I was just going to bring up Matty Johnson because mm. he's copped a bit of hate for, for his falling away in form. Oh, he hasn't, I mean, has he? Well, a little bit. I mean, because he had that hot patch where he, um, oh, oh, here we go, here he is. But God, what no, a good no, respect. No, but it's not his fault. We, we waited for a few years for Liam Henry to come on. Yeah. And we saw firsthand with him how hard it is for young guys who haven't necessarily been a winger yep. in their junior career or had much senior experience mm. in wide areas, how long it takes for them to fully understand their role, to understand when to go, when to not, yep. you know, when to run to position, when to run to the footy. And, and I think you can see with Matt Johnson, he's a little bit confused where he's meant to be. Yeah. Because there's there's moments in games where the ball's right there for him to grab. And even though his role is to be, be a wide player and, um, you know, and provide mm. width in the contest, mm. if the footy's there, you go and Gotta get it. Got to get it. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's obviously just a little bit confused about what he, what the role is on the wing. He's trying his hardest to do it. Yeah. Um, and this is just the growing pains that we're going to have to go through as a side. You know, right. if we're going to build out depth so that we can have Johnson, Erasmus, yep. Brayshaw, Sarong, O'Meara all playing in the same lineup, yep. all those guys are going to have to spend time on the wing. That's right. That's right. Uh, how is, but I mean, even even if that, like, just say he was playing playing in the form that he's currently in the last last two or three weeks, and it's because he's been moved out, as we said, been moved out of the middle. But this is what annoys me. Like he's what is he, 20? Like, young kids, I mean, even talented kids, unless you're a Nick Dacos or one of those guys, or a Sheasel or Ashcroft, one of those guys, you're going to have hot patches and then you're going to you're going to be inconsistent. There are going to be periods of time where you're going to be inconsistent while you're coming through. We've got to give these kids a break. You've got to give them a chance to to um, develop. And, and over time, as you just said about Liam Henry, and you would have thought that people would have learned. They bagged the crap out of Liam Henry Said he was no good. He's this. He's that. He's whatever. And now the wing's his. Someone's got to take it off him. Off him if they want it. So and you- how consistent's he been in the last what six or seven weeks? He, like, he's not even a thing now. You stick him out there. You know he's going to provide run yep. both yep. both ways all day. He's going to be there to link up. Like he he played a decent game on the weekend. He, he played a cracker, Joe. Twenty three touches, nine nine contested possessions, 
from Liam Henry. Um, you got eight ground ball gets, which is second, the most ground ball gets on the ground behind Caleb's wrong from mm. both sides. So he's had a ripping, he's had a ripping game. So, but that's what I mean. So look where he's come. You give the people a chance. You give them a chance to develop and and bring them along. And if they've got the talent, which you knew they have, Matty Johnson's got the talent. It'll come. We just got to be patient. Just uh, just before we go on, going back to Caleb Sarong, Jojo. He had thirty two possessions. He had seventeen contested. He had eight centre clearances. He turned it over twelve times. Okay. <laughs> Now, now I'm not having a go at Caleb, but I'm just saying maybe is this part of where we're going wrong, where we're falling down. Luke Parker, he had 34, and I know Luke Parker's a superstar. He's you know 30 years old, whatever he is. 34 possessions, 15 contested, eight clearances, one turnover. Yeah, but a lot of that is, and I remember we we were talking to Will Schofield earlier in the year about this, about the mid midfield forward connection. So the guy who has the turnover attributed to his name. He's the one that cops the heat for it, right? But if, if you're Luke Parker and you look up and you've got Logan McDonald coming at you, you've got Buddy coming at yep. you, you've got targets to hit up. Yep. There was a number of times where there was a collective sigh in the crowd as someone like a Wagner broke out of the defensive 50 and kicked it right, and just bomb- bombed it to space yep. because there was absolutely nothing to kick to. You've got to have structure in front of the ball and structure in front of the ball is an Amos. It's a Jackson when Darcy's there. It's a Tracy leading up. A lot of the times we just didn't have options or viable options to kick to. To kick to, right. So you kick to forward. They're always going to be short. So you're streaming out of the back line and then you've got to look sideways and short because they're the only options because we didn't have that that structure set up in front of the ball to kick to. Yeah, gotcha. you're going to get turnovers, aren't you? Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. It... um yeah, it's, it's, see, it's it's one. It's interesting because if the middle doesn't let, doesn't let you down, then then as you were just saying, a fraction of the structure that's that's not in place that lets you down. So then it has a we've chain got, reaction. We've got an underdeveloped forward line. Exactly. We? Yeah. Really. Exactly right. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. And apart apart from that big mark that Amos took, which is amazing, mm. um, he didn't get near it. Um, no, he had a he had a quiet one, but I mean, again, like Matty Johnson, they're kids. I'm, they, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying yeah. like, this is our this is this is our this primary is target up, yeah. up forward, yeah. and he couldn't get near it. I thought um, Tracy was improved again. Like he he played a decent game last week. He was mm. he was there and thereabouts again this week, putting himself in the contest at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's got to be tough for him having to play ruck as well. So yeah, you know, was, uh, yeah. Well, it's just speaking of the forward line, though. Sam Sturt, like you're a you're a believer in Sam Sturt. Are you still, still a believer? Uh, you still still um, are. Did, did, you, did you not think his game was alright? Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. It was okay. Do you know what? I'll I'm, tell you why I liked yeah. it because he was on Blakey for much of the game, and Blakey had no influence. At yeah, what, that's, what's fair, right. that's fair. You know, he got fourteen touches himself. Um, took five Kicks marks. Goal. Kick the goal. This is the thing. When he gets opportunity, he kicks goals. He doesn't miss. Yeah. So I'm, I am. I'm still – and if we let him go, I'll guarantee he's going to go to another club and, and he'll um, – whether he turns into a champion or not, but he'll, he'll punch out a career, a good career. Um, Michael Walters missed his first set shot for the season, which is disappointing. 
Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Could have I was right it. behind that. It looked like it was kind of ed- going to edge through, and the crowd kind of rose as if it was was through, yep. but um, just faded at the last minute. And I mean, but, that would have um, been two, pretty- two goals to start the game before the Swannies had touched it. That would have been huge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lockie Schultz kicked four. Um, bit of a bounce back game for him in terms of hitting the scoreboard. He needed it, didn't he? Yeah, he did a little bit. Yep. Yeah, he's been off. But he's I did off. like it. He, he laid seven tackles. He, for him to lay seven tackles, that's good enough for me. Whether you get four goals or not, like it sh- shows us he's working so hard. So, um, um, I was pretty critical of our tackling last week. Like a lot of one arm tackles, we didn't really, we weren't wholehearted in our in our endeavours yep. to kind of make the tackle count. Hmm. I think we were better. We were better yeah. without being good good at it on the weekend. I, I think there's still, I don't know, there's still a lot of room to improve there. Like, it didn't look like everyone was wholly invested in the tackle. No, no, I didn't. And but I, but I'm with you. It was better this week, and there were, there's still room to improve. But um, yeah, it was a lot better. So something they must have, you know, put a focus on or concentrated on after that, or reviewed the game and said this is atrocious. Yeah, so there, there was a response in that area. In in terms of team attitude, like there's there was a lot of finger pointing again. There's mm. a lot of chatter out there. A lot of feedback given, being given from um, one player to another, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Um, as long as it's done in the right way. Yeah. But I, th- I think that the attitude of the team coming in, like, they live in the real world. They know that finals was probably out of the question for them. But to come in, and I reckon they gave pretty good effort on um, on Saturday night, all things considered. Yeah, but I mean, th- 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 what we got on, to, for me anyway, what we got on Saturday night hasn't been that uncommon. Like, even when we've been beaten a lot, it's been that one quarter or one period that's, and then we've equaled them. We've we've gone toe for toe for the rest of the the, the other three quarters or, or however long. So I'm not. I didn't see any greater effort than I hadn't seen in previous weeks outside of that quarter, outside of that period. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They seem to be engaged. They seem to look engaged. I don't know. You could feel. I think you could kind of feel it at the ground that the yeah. boys are putting in. But I suppose when that's your um, standard of what you're looking for in the game, you're in a little bit of strife, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Um, the other big change for this week was Luke Jackson going into the ruck. He had mm. 43 hit-outs and dominated over, uh, I think it was McLean most of the time that he was rucking against. Yeah. How did you see his game? I, we got to see him full-time in the ruck. And I tend to think, and everyone's saying, you know, he's a number one ruck. I don't, uh, maybe he would be if he rucked full-time and yep. he had a like a decent crack at it over a long period of games. Mm. But he, he doesn't seem, when he's in there full-time, he doesn't seem to have that kind of impact when he comes in and, yep. and then goes out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he yep. seems to be an impact, he'd do better as an impact ruck. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think um, does rucking for a full game, is it put too much on him into, and takes away from that that other side of his game? You know, We miss him up forward, don't we? Well, we do, but I guess the other thing is, you know, once again, we're you know we're talking um, Matty Johnson, we're talking uh, Liam Henry. As far as you want to put him into that category, he's still a kid. Oh, know? for sure. Yeah. So maybe if we're sitting here in in three years' time, and he's still doing the exact same thing, then you go, okay, yeah, this is not not happening. But he could turn into the max, you know, like a Max Gorn in four, five, six years' time. He could go forward where he does great work and then um, he could be the number one ruck. So, but, but right at this point in time, yes, we miss him up forward and pinch hitting in, in the midfield. 
Yeah. I think we I think that's his that's his best go. I mean he got he got a a, a stack of hitouts, but um again we didn't really uh, make use of them, did we? No, there was a couple of few he he more so than Darcy who seems to go with the fist a little bit and then lacks direction with the yep. tap. He um was directing him down with both hands pretty well. Yeah, right. And there was times times when he did hit up um you know shove it straight down our throats. So hmm. I, yeah, I thought his ruck work was pretty good. Um, so next week we got Geelong down at uh, Alphabet Stadium. It'll be Ethan Hughes' hundredth game, which is a pretty amazing achievement for um, for Ethan Hughes. Even though you know he's had best and fairest finishes and all the rest of it, yep. he um, but to get a hundred games at Frio is is pretty decent. For yeah, him. it's a he's a solid contributor. Like he's not, you know, he's not just your, your star. Or, you know, and, and if you've got someone better at, at the time that's going to play, you're going to play. You're not going to play Hughes, but. Just that, that that depth player, that workhorse. I, I like him. I, I like what he does. But I know he's 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 not. Um, there's a ceiling on him, and we're probably seeing that right now. So, um, but yeah, good on, good on him. And anyone who plays even one game of AFL have done well. But to play a hundred, you know, that's that that's um, pretty good achievement. Um, the season's obviously done and dusted. Mm. It, what have we got left to achieve this year, or what what can be gained from the remaining games? Do you reckon? What have we got? Four games? Five, um, four games? Five games? Five games? Yeah. Five games? Yeah. So it's a lot of the season to play that means nothing. That's right. That's right. And I think that's the major disappointing thing about this year for me. Like, there's been we've been taking step forwards, like individually, players yep. have, but to play five or six games in the season that mean nothing. That's a that, that's that's kind of heartbreaking. It is. It, it is. You, we, we wouldn't have thought at the start of the year, or we would have probably thought, even if we weren't in the eight, we'd be knocking on the door and still a chance come round twenty three, or just playing games that matter. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's right. So we're, yeah, it is hard because it's hard to, I guess, to get up week in week out and to get something out of it, even for the players, you know. So. Yeah, I don't know. What 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 do we do? What do we try and get out of these remaining five games? <laughs> no, no, that's what I was asking. You don't know either. I wasn't. Uh- <laughs> I turned that question on to you because I didn't understand. I didn't. I don't know the answer. So it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, it really I mean, like is. all all these guys are. We've got at pains to kind of repeat, like, oh, we're young, we're this, we're that, and like they've already got the opportunity for the first. Um, what eighteen rounds, mm. nineteen rounds to play their role, to do their thing. Yeah, like, it's not like it's like, okay, we'll play the kids now. We've no. already been doing it. We've been doing it, and now that yeah, and now that hope's been removed, the fact that we're going to play finals footy. Yeah, you, and I don't know, you, all the intensity you think will kind of be sucked out of the team and the games a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't know what what you can hope for. Like, how, how could you? I mean, the chance they will go down there and win, but but, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you could not possibly think that see that that happening, could you? You know, given it's what pretty, a, it's pretty hard to imagine. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it'll probably happen. That, that that's how how we seem to operate yeah, at Freo. But yeah, it's a hard one, Joe. I don't, I don't, I'm more worried about what we're going to do for the next five weeks. Uh, they're a dollar and eight. The cats. Dollar eight. I'm not taking that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get rolling, I tell you. So. Well, I suppose as as fans, all that's left really is the um, was it round twenty two, the, hmm. the derby. The derby is that uh, round twenty two? Is it? Yeah. 
second last because at the at the moment at the moment looking at the ladder we're the fourth worst team in the league so there's there's not much else to who's, who's um, below us obviously north and the eagles yeah. are, are the hawks below us as well? oh hawthorne too are they yeah that would be yeah right far out we're down there who would have thought that <laughs> I knew we'd take a step back. Well, we both sort of thought we'd take a, you know, the 6th to 10th is where where I had us. Didn't have us in 15th, 14th. Jeez. That's a big step backwards, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one to cop. Yeah. But it's, you know, do you know, with with us, with us in the form that we're in and, and as distraught as we all are and, and our post-season, uh, post-buy season form and all that, I still don't reckon we're that far away. But like, I think we can change it. I think a few changes can could turn things around very. I don't exactly know what the changes are. I should say, but I just think it's a more a connection, more a cohesion. I still think we we can switch on in a, a you know over the off season, and next year could be a um, could be a totally different year. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't. I really well, don't think we're that well, far, but. I mean, you've got to get it in done. Con- you've got to get it done. Yeah. In, well, in contrast to this season when we were coming in talking about how hard the draw would be compared yep. to the previous season, we're going to go into next year with the on the easier side of the draw. I yep. mean, you're going to get Hawthorne twice, North Melbourne twice, West Coast twice, mm. um, Gold Coast twice. I don't know who else will finish down there. Maybe Essendon, Adelaide. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, that'll I mean, you're going, to get an, you're going to get an easier draw, which, yeah, that'll help straight away. And then you've got the maturity of the guys, the growth of the guys that we've got. Yep. You'd think that some of these guys have got to come back with a chip on their shoulder, right? Like, Brayshaw's got to come back next year with a chip on his shoulder, like letting everyone know that this isn't who he is. Last season before was who he was. Yes, yep. You'd hope that Sarong would at least maintain what he's managed to do this year. Yep. That's all you need from him. Yeah. I mean, that's right. And I mean, then you look at, and you're looking for the Erasmus's Johnsons and the the those to, to get in the gym and put a bit on and and get and take a step forward you know yeah and then the same in the same vein Amos up forward yeah and then I reckon even Hayden Young was touted as someone who we should look to becoming an all-Australian halfback this year mm. and he, he's increased his number of possessions he's finding more of the footy yeah but he's not exactly using it as well as what we know he can yeah so I mean the, the, there's plenty of upside in just about everyone across the board yeah that's right that's right Chappie comes back in you know if he can get up and going again. Um, so I don't, yeah, I do, honestly, I don't think we're, it, you know, it sounds when you're in 14th and you're talking finals, I don't think it too much needs to, um, we're not too far away from making finals again next year, no. if you know what I mean. But then again, well, what about what you and I were talking about, um, the other day off air? Um, is that nothing's a formality, is it? So, no, do you know what I mean? So, like, what we were talking about, where. You know the 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 Rasmuses and the Johnsons could be the the ones that we don't get there till they're twenty eight, um, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Who knows? You know, and the and the you know the Amiras and that might be thirty three, thirty four. Um, you know, bringing them through for the and not be there for the next premiership or the prim, first premiership. Okay, that's a bit dark. <laughs> I'm just saying, everything. No, nothing's a it's formality, Jodie. There's no form, no, you know. But this is the thing because you see a lot of people go, "Oh, oh what we've got to wait again." Well, that's got nothing to do with it, with how your team is at the point in time. If you if you go and rebuild and you've got to wait another three, four, five years, and and that doesn't work, it's not that you've had to wait too long. 
It's just that that's the reality. So I don't believe that. I think we'll. I think in a couple of years we'll challenge. I think twenty 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 five around there. I reckon we'll challenge. But you always got to be open to all possibilities, Jojo. Oh, on a happier note, are you going to tweet Piers Morgan about the cricket? Seems like every Australian's doing that today. No, he's. Um, sometimes you just let people hang themselves. Yeah. <laughs> And he's doing a good job of that. So, oh, he's a nut. He's a nut, that guy. He just wants the, he just goes for the publicity and just loves hearing his name, I think. So, yeah. Uh, but it's a bit bit much, isn't it, when you, um, however long ago, several 2013, when you were cheering on the rain. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit, a bit much, but uh, yeah. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. I really, I know because we've, we're the current holders of the, the ashes, like the way it works is if the series is drawn, you can, you just continue to hold them. Yep. But even though that's the rule, it's still in, in reality, it's still a drawn series and everyone knows it. Yeah. If that's they right. win the next, if they win the next test, like they uh, seem to already think that they have. Yeah. That's right. They, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? You build, they build the ashes narrative around who's got it, who's, who's holding it. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's um, it's a drawn series. We've been disappointing, horrendously disappointing that last test. Um, maybe, maybe Alex Pierce could go and coach, could go and captain the Australian cricket team. So and uh, no, we don't. Want well, Cap- Pat Cummins, Pat Cummins isn't doing too much better. That's what I mean. They could switch. We yeah. might not know. Um, <laughs> no, we don't want Paddy Cummins. He'll spend all his time trying to get rid of Woodside. Do you reckon there's a real chance that Caleb Sarong takes over next year? I think there is. This is what I was going to bring up, actually. You just reminded me that, that if that happens, right? So if we make that change at the end, I, I do too. I think there is. But however the club frames it, is it the club, you know, they'll frame it in the way that that was just the, the you know, they're passing, the, they're batting on to um, yeah. Sarong. But is that a. The club conceding they got it wrong. Yeah, I think so. I do too. Because I think that I think they have got it wrong. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but you know what? He did a <laughs> no, good job. That's last not year. a knock on Alex Pierce, though. No, yeah. no. Look, no. I know I was all for Alex Pierce. Yep. I, so, yeah, so I was, was I. If you had asked me, I would have chosen him. Well, I was a brochure, but I didn't didn't mind that it went to Alex Pierce. But but if you look at the job Alex Pierce did last year, mm. I mean, was it because it was not a actually his title if you, you know if you know what I mean is there too much pressure on him is he does it take his focus away from his own game or um I don't know I'm not I'm not convinced it's a pressure thing at all I don't he I can't what's ever, happened I know to he's him not then? Been a, no I know he's not ever been a great kick of kick of the footy yeah but he must be getting a jab in that ankle to get up and play like something's going on like you can't play in the AFL and just be like that bad a kick every single time you have to put the ball in your boot no I start- I, I just I just think his individual form would have to be affecting his mindset going into the yeah. game. Like it has to be something along those lines. I think he comes. I, just, across, I don't think he's one hundred percent. No, I'm probably tend to agree. I, I think he does come across as someone that would overly, you know, um, put that on himself, and that that would affect his mindset. I think he uh, that, and again, this is just reading. You know his his mannerism and how he, when he talks and all that. I just think he would take things very hard. I think he's that type of guy. 
So, mind you, I, I, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a captain that leads by example, and it's your actions that are gonna be the things that lead the way, if then if your performance doesn't stack up yes. to what you have done over the previous few years, your yep. confidence is gonna evaporate, isn't it? No, that's exactly right. Exactly right. And he just, even if he was in really good form, we just don't have that influence where we need it as a captain to lead. We need it in the middle. Or, or yes. you know, somewhere that's got a pre- someone that's got a presence that's that gets around the ground, not just down back. You can't really have too much uh, impact. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I reckon his impact last year was marked. I, I think that last year you well and truly knew he's our captain, and he may- had an influence over yeah, the game. Yeah, it's true. But I think I just don't. He's definitely not had it this year, though. No, but maybe we were getting it done in the middle last year with Dave Mundy there and and all that. So we had him. We had that influence in the middle. So when you're not getting it done there. You know they're under pressure because the ball's coming down that quick. Their form, their his form's ordinary. I think there's a chain reaction there, there, Jojo. Mind you, with his kicking, I I was calling him Mick McGuan. Um, did you do you remember, do you remember that that period of Mick McGuan where he kicked it four times when his foot fell asleep? He, he grubbed <laughs> he grubbed four of them along the ground in the in the, in the space of ten minutes. But it, there has to be something going on. Gotta be. He, Gotta be. You don't make the AFL like if you you can't make the AFL kicking that bad. Like he he missed targets that were so easy mm. on the weekend. Like just a simple kick. Yeah, that's right. But do you have, have you seen the pod pick we've done for this week? No. He's got. He's checking the. He's checking with the umpire, asking, "Can he check the ball? He reckons it's swinging." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! So yeah, no. There's something wrong. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he's 100 percent that angle or something. Something's restricting him. So, so which means, which would make you go on and say, take the handball, Alex. Take the option. If it's there, give it. Don't go back and kick it. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, Geelong this week. What, what, what day is that on? Have I don't know. I don't have a clue. I've given up. Saturday morning. Saturday, Saturday morning, morning, great. 11.45. Great. Uh, ruin the whole weekend. Fantastic. Uh, no, we've got a pretty good record down there, don't we? We, we have. don't mind playing GMBH, GMHBA Stadium. No, it's back to um, skilled, isn't it? Is it skilled? No. Or is it no. it's whiskers? I suppose the other thing we didn't talk about is Ethan Stanley. He only played a quarter and the game was done, but it, it moved pretty well, didn't he? They look good. But mind you, whenever the sub comes on at that time of the game, they all look fresh ass. They all look great, don't they? <laughs> But I'm not not knocking him because you know he he hit targets. He was quick. He's so yeah. Let's persist with him. Give him a. But you, I'm going to go on here, Jojo. The the yeah. we've got to stop. <laughs> we've got to stop this sub for debuts because not only is it annoying annoying me, but we're never going to get great debuts again. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Oh right. Remember yeah. Michael Bowes? Here's one out of the box. Yeah. yeah, yeah Michael yeah. No, We're never going to get that sense. if we keep doing this. This sub rubbish. So, yeah. I hope he gets a full game next week. I don't know what change you're going to make to, to do that, but I'd like to see him get a full game and see how he goes. Well, my um, my desire for Ethan Hughes to get dropped is not going to happen because it's his 100th game. 100th game. <laughs> I don't think he's going to drop. been flogging that dead horse, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I really have. It's yeah. not happening, is it? Jeez. Not happening at all. Anyway, until um, Thursday when we'll preview the uh, Geelong game and the the trouble, impending trouble that's coming our way down in down the south of Melbourne. Are you still down on the restump? Oh, look, I am for this final five games, but it's just starting to feel like a bit 
99 bottles of beer on the wall. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah.